Hi, welcome to Critical Line Item. My name is Tom Ravlick. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. We're looking today at deadlines. Now, not the, to the boring-ish deadlines you think about when you look at journalism and other things, but things you need to keep in mind. There's a lot of stuff that happens um, day to day, and not everybody has a, you know, a perfect calendar set up to track what goes on. Some of you will have tax agents and advisors and other people, uh, but other people might sort of fly by the seat of your pants. So there are some key deadlines you need to worry about with individual issues and also company issues. So I'll just go through with this with Lisa Gregg, the tax guru and uh, tax agent and tax trainer and tax everything just to get some clarity around it for you. Lisa, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much, Tommy. Great to be with you again. Now, if we look at um, the environment we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, being end of September. Yes. End of, end, end of September. The uh, There are a couple of things to mention in terms of individuals, aren't there? Because... The end of September means there's one month left for people without tax agents to lodge, correct? That's right. That's right. The ATA like individuals to get their tax returns in by the 31st of October um, if they're not using a registered agent because we're on a special deferral system. Reason being that they like spreading our work over the year. And um, I must admit that they have not spread it very well with all this COVID stuff that we've been doing, Tom. But that's the idea of it. So, yes, individuals who are going to use MyGov, MyTax, my gov, whatever it is, anyway, um, use their own portal that they can get into if they remember their password. They need to get everything done by the 31st of October. Okay, so that is the individual circumstance. Uh, There are companies that have probably already come up to the best lodgement date for the... Or did, no, not yet. Not um, yet. No, that'll, jumping the that'll gun, happen Tom. in October. But... <laughs> jumping the gun. But for individuals, the other date for individuals, which is really important as well, um, is that if uh, our individual um, clients out there, our individual listeners uh, who uh, don't have enough tax taken out through the year through the withholding system, so say they have got um, a side hustle where they're getting some money in that isn't taxed or they receive, if they're very lucky, a lot of interest income, which maybe is, seems a bit of an oxymoron in this low um, interest rate environment, um, you also need to be aware that you'll have your pay-as-you-go instalment um, due in, in um, late October as well. So for those of you that have just lodged um, a tax return and they've had to pay a, let's say, for argument's sake, Tom, they had to pay like $4,000 tax because there wasn't enough tax taken out through the year. Um, they'll be on the, uh, they'll be officially invited into the pay-as-you-go instalment system, as the letter says from the ATO. And so then they've got to prepay their tax on a quarterly basis. And that'll be due... Um, October. So that's the old provisional tax in the old language when we used to call um, 
our payment summaries group certificates. It's the old provisional tax system. So they've got to be aware of that as well. Uh, I was a bit um, amused when I went up and looked at a um, at a sort of at an institution's employee HR system earlier on this year. I was expecting to find a payment summary to download. Mm-hmm. Um, payment summary didn't exist because obviously the institutions now send all that stuff to the ATO. Yeah, there's no such thing. If um if your employer is on what we call single touch payroll, which was the big hoo ha yeah. about uh, eighteen months two years ago, um so most employers are now on that system or have to be on that system. Um, basically your group certificate, uh, payment summary, and now it's called an income statement. They love changing the words. Um, isn't a physical document anymore. It just gets automatically loaded into your MyGov site, or if you use a tax agent, uh, we basically pull it in from the from the ATO on your behalf as well. So, yes, if uh, if anyone says where's my payment summary, we go no bad luck, they don't exist anymore. That I think is uh, an interesting fact um, that you know, those of us who are dinosaurs like me <laughs> need. We remember need to the old days, home. Tom. I remember. I remember the old. Yeah, I do remember the old days. Um, I remember the old days when Max Merritt was a lot younger, and he was singing. He passed away over the past twenty-four hours. Um, and we've had Dean Jones pass away as well. How, uh, so there you, there you are. That's getting a little bit too close to age. Age for me, though. But anyway, yes. Uh, quite sad. Um, he was the first swashbuckler of uh, of cricket. So. Um, Yes, we have a lot to thank him for, for the entertainment value. Definitely. Now, if we go to companies and ABN holders, we've got a different issue altogether. We've come up to the end of the third quarter, the end of the first quarter of this financial year, or the end of the third quarter of the calendar year, depending on how you count your time. Um, well, for tax purposes, we say it's first quarter because we always take it as being um, from one July. We seem to talk in uh, talking financial year terms. Yeah, so but in in any case, this is the quarter. This is the quarter where you know they will need to report GST if if they lodge quarterly and pay quarterly. They'll need to report it by the end of uh, October. Yeah, about about three quarters of the way through October, Tom. Um, but if you use a tax agent, we've got an extra twenty eight days, so that gives a gives them a little bit more time, and that's that's lodgement and payment, which sometimes yep. is a good thing to do as well, because it can just delay, especially in these COVID times where cash cash is king and cash flow is extremely uh, challenging. Yeah, the. Other thing, of course, is there are people who do their best on a monthly basis mm-hmm. um, because they've got a large volume of transaction, or they just choose to do it that way uh, in order to be able to get the GST credits, etc., back. Um, yeah, the other thing to be aware of with our business clients as well, as I was talking about pay-as-you-go instalments for individuals, if they've come in as well, um, of course, we've got pay-as-you-go instalments that get paid it pays you go instalments for income tax for companies that gets paid through the BAS as well. And uh, given that uh, for those of 
those uh, listeners that uh, use a tax agent, they've probably lodged their tax returns around about uh, mid-May and we had a little bit of an extension as well because of COVID to June um, and that then by lodging the return for 2019 would have reset their pay-as-you-go instalment rates as well. So the um, the BAS, the September BAS payment may have a adjusted pay-as-you-go instalment amount. So be prepared for that one as well because this will be the first quarter of the new instalment rate for businesses as well. Um what we've covered to this point is what people have um, or what people can see uh, at the length of the, at the length of their nose this is the immediate stuff if we go beyond what what's happening in the next couple of months um, individuals will still need to some people will still need to worry about tax because they've got an agent uh, there may also be SMSF reporting obligations if they've got a self-managed super fund. Um, but that, that normally happens sort of in the first quarter of next year, does it not? Uh, the, um, the lodgement date for self-managed super funds for income tax purposes uh, is pretty much the same, the 15th of May. Nearly all, all those uh, sort of... Uh, taxing entities, Tom, that use tax agents. It's around about that sort of the deadline. Um, but as um, self-managed super funds will be aware, there are sometimes some, time, some events within your self-managed super fund that do need to be reported on a real-time basis. Um, and that's just opening up a whole different can of worms for those sort of things. But you just need to be wary if there's a few that's things fine. for that. That's okay. Uh, in, in the case of things that are complex people just need to talk to their advisor that assists them in those matters it's also uh, a good point to um not just leave it up to um us advisors as well because uh, we are under a fair bit of pressure with job keeper at the moment that um it's always good to touch base with your uh, your accountant or your advisor on a regular basis just to make sure that uh all those obligations are being met because uh, it's really the taxpayer's responsibility to make sure that uh, all their tax obligations are up to speed. Um, us advisors assist, and if you've got a good advisor, we should always be proactive with our clients, but sometimes there might be a few things uh, that uh, slip through the cracks, Tom. So all I'll say is that uh, as us advisors are entering into job keeper extension as it's being called effective on monday uh, that uh, we'll be very busy getting all that paperwork uh, going for all the clients that are still eligible for the job keeper payments so as i said it's always a good idea uh, to touch base with your advisor on a fairly regular basis to make sure that everything's all right and everything has has worked the way it's meant to yeah um, in the case of uh, you know, business, there's a couple of other general points, aren't there? One of which is the FBT reporting date, isn't it? Yeah, so the fringe benefits tax um, runs on a different calendar year to what we used to, as we were talking about. The um, income tax year being 1 July 30 to 30 June, and we've got the calendar year 1 January to 31st December. The fringe benefits tax year 
um, is basically 1 uh, April to 31st of March. So that's the uh, calendar year, or the sorry, the, 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 the FBT year, I should say, uh, which runs pretty much the same as uh, the UK tax year and the South African tax year, if, if any of the listeners are interested, because uh, not all countries run the same uh, tax years. Uh, and so that's when FBT is due. And then if you need to lodge a fringe benefits tax return, that's due around the May, or if you use an agent, the June mark. You've got uh, pretty much June to sort that out. Um, and that's, as I keep saying, that's lodgement and a payment is due. Now, some of the listeners out there might may say to us, Tom, why do we have to lodge our tax compliance on time? Which is always a quite an interesting reason. Um, there's if we don't lodge on time, um, the taxpayer could be exposed to penalties and uh, interest if they don't do that. So that's really what the exposure is. Yeah. Um, and that's what we call failure to lodge penalties. Uh, can be quite can can build up um, if there's a shortfall of tax paid. There's usually general interest charge paid on that as well. Uh, now a lot of times, if you've got a good tax agent and it's just been a little bit of a delay because of things beyond your control, we usually ring up the ATO and uh, plead for forgiveness and ask them to waiver and remit any of those penalties and depending on the reason and depending on the quantum uh, we can usually do that uh, however uh, what happens is if you if the taxpayer does get themselves into trouble for want of a better term um, if that taxpayer showed good compliance history uh, usually uh, the ATR are a lot more lenient with with them uh, than if they've you know been habitually late and things like that. So that's the reason. So even though, you know, everyone says, oh, I've never been fined or I've never had a hey, you failed to lodge notice or anything like that. So I don't really care about getting in it on time. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if the circumstances fit where you do get yourself into a little bit of mess, um, the ATO do look at your compliance history and they're a lot more lenient if it's just been one little aberration compared to something habitual. Okay, that um, that is a nice little warning for people who are out there to keep their noses clean. Are there any other deadline issues? I mean, I know, but it, and it sounds a bit dry, but it, it's necessary for people to, to sort of focus on this stuff occasionally. Um, I mean, the other deadline type issue that crops up obviously is you know when you actually strike the time to meet with your accountant and how um how soon because Hmm. uh correct me if i'm wrong but there is an element of crazy that happens in any accounting firm or sole practitioner's office when a whole bunch of returns um pile up Close to deadline. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I mentioned before, Tom, that um, the um, the Australian Taxation Office and the Commissioner of Tax gives us tax agents a time to spread our workload. And that's the other reason why the FBT is at a different time as well, to spread the workload. Um, you know, depending on if you're a really, really big 
company or not, your your tax isn't due on the 15th of May, you know, your tax return will be due on in the middle of January and you've got to prepay your tax on the 1st of December, for example. So they try and spread everything over, over the year. Um, but um, all in all, uh, you know, using the word deadline and people like deadlines because they try and meet them. They don't try and go over them, but they try and meet them. And so uh, it does get panicky for um, most of my colleagues that deal with clients at the um, smaller end of town, uh, where the 15th of May is pretty much the critical deadline for everything. Uh, and uh, for so for 2020 tax returns, uh, they're due the 15th of May 2021. However, that falls on a weekend this year. So the official deadline date, if people see that floating around, is actually the 17th of May 2021. And that is always a huge lodgement day. Um, usually when you lo- we lodge a tax return, we get confirmation from the ATO within a few minutes. On that day, we're lucky to get it in a few hours because the pipe is really clogged. So that's what happens with deadlines and um, that's when when we're totally, totally flat out. Uh, What I try and do is do, I've I've got clients where I've actually done their their company tax return that's due on the 17th of May already and we just have it all ready to go and we'll say, well, we won't lodge it until the um, 15th, 16th, 17th of May around that time. Why do we leave it till then? Because, as I said, we have to lodge and pay at the same time. So what we do is we basically don't lodge until we uh, want to pay to pay the bills. So we manage things accordingly that way. Yeah. Um, so that that gives people an idea of where the taxation sits in all of this. Uh, are there any just to wrap things up in terms of contemporary developments? Uh, we are hearing different different noises about loans and banking arrangements for people wanting to borrow or get themselves a mortgage. Uh, the federal government's turned up with a um, a plan to lower the burden on lenders to deal with um, the issue of responsible lending obligations. Um, it, is there any danger out there for people listening when they hear this? Because my spider sense tingles whenever someone says remove a legal obligation. Um, yes, Tom, it's interesting, isn't it? It'll be interesting to see what side of the fence you're falling on because uh, some commentators, can I call it out there, um, are saying it's a good thing. Some are saying it's a bad thing. Um, It probably depends on if you're on the side of the business or on the side of the creditor, perhaps, or on the side of um, trying to get the loan. But what we have learnt from COVID is what gets pronounced out there by the various banking associations and things like that. Uh, may not necessarily be what happens at the cold face within the branch. And I think that's another thing to be very wary of, um, just because it sounds like it should be easy and it should be straightforward and beneficial. Um, 
you're only getting the um, sound grab of the story or the elevator pitch of the story. You're not hearing all the T's and C's and all the background stuff that goes on behind. So um, we always have to tread cautiously with those sort of things. The other thing to remember is we had a little thing called the Hain Royal Commission. Mm. It cost about $70 million. I wrote a book on the thing called Vulture City, How Our Bankers Got Rich on Swindles. Um, and yeah, what had happened in that circumstance is there were people who were getting products, credit products, increases in credit on credit cards that should never have got them. Then once you remove the bank's obligation to look at responsible lending in the way that uh, it exists today, um, you open up the door for you know, desperate people, desperate borrowers to put their head on the chopping block. Um, yeah, and there's something that deeply concerns me about the development. Um, and borrowers need to ask more questions of the bank before they put their signature on any paper. And that's part of the part of the deep concern I've got with this development right now, uh, today. I mean, it's not. Um, there is no real sense in paying seventy million odd for a royal commission that looks in part at issues of responsible lending, and then <laughs> to have the government basically reverse some of that. Um, will be interesting to see what happens. So I wait for the developments with interest. Ah, uh, yes, it's um, it's interesting, isn't it, Tom? It's all it's all the optics, isn't it, of what's going on at the moment? And um, I think what if we haven't learnt um to question what we're hearing after going through or still going through the COVID pandemic? I think um, you know, that's one thing that we've uh, we've learnt from that. We do have to understand where everything's coming from and uh, make sure that that we have the right interpretation of the facts maybe is the right way to put it. Uh, but there's also something else that, that we need to remember and that is people need to have a sense of history as to where things have gone, why, why we've ended up where we are, where things have come to this point from and what, if any, lessons need to be learnt uh, by the politicians, by the bankers, and by the consumers? <coughs> um, so that's where uh, that's where that all kind of sits. Um, any, there's not much else, is there, Lisa, other than a switch to to job keeper, and we're still in lockdown down here. Well, yes, Tom. We're sort of we're sort of waiting to see what announcements happen on Sunday night. Um, the uh, the uh, premier's uh, Q and A, if I can call it that, uh, this afternoon didn't really shed any more light on who's to blame for us to make us feel better that we're in lockdown. So um, it is what it is. So we just need to uh, get used to it, and uh, we will get out of it, I'm sure, very soon. Um, as far as 
the profession, the accounting profession is doing. Yes, we're full steam into JobKeeper extension as of Monday. Yeah. Uh, the Job JobKeeper 1.0 uh, finishes on Sunday. That's the final sort of payment cycle. And uh, the six months has gone, I don't know, Tom, do you reckon it's gone fast or slow? I don't know. It's... um. It's been um, a marathon, that's for sure, and we still haven't quite got to the finish line yet. So uh, we'll see how it happens. Uh, there's a lot of uh, tightening of JobKeeper, not just the uh, reduction in the headline amount from 1500 to 1200 And uh, for the people that can't satisfy the 80-hour test, they'll be down at 750 um, But there's a lot more tightening on the eligibility of um, businesses. And uh, it's been uh, quite uh, concerning, if I can put it that way, the stories that I've been hearing, um, especially if you're a employee, a Melbourne employee, because we're still in hard lockdown. Uh, so a Melbourne employee of a national employer, because there's a lot of national employers that will not be able to satisfy the 30% downturn condition. So I've been yeah. hearing stories already saying, no, nah, sorry, we're not getting JobKeeper any longer because, um, you know, the business is ineligible. Uh, so there's those sort of things that are that are going to happen where, um, you know, that's the way the, the legislation's been drafted. The cookies crumbles, basically. So that's the, um, the, the concern that we're hearing. And uh, let's just hope that um, we will – we being us Melbournians, will um, slowly progress into um, the new COVID normal uh, sooner rather than later, like our um, interstate counterparts that can enjoy jumping on a plane again and getting to a destination and uh, enjoy watching live football during the final series. I knew we'd eventually get to something people might regard as being important. Yeah. Well, I was thinking if we if we if we did um, deadlines to death, we might as well talk a little bit about uh, about um, uh, music or um, sporting activities or a little bit of uh, sports infotainment because uh, we can't even still go to the cinemas yet, let alone go to the go to the theatre. There goes my um, MTC membership for the whole year. Won't be seeing any plays, I don't think, this year, unfortunately. Well, uh, that look at the end of the day, that's just the situation. I mean, I've, um, I've uh, yeah, sort of wondered when I'll be going out to see something. I haven't gone out to see anything. Probably not even a supermarket for for several months. So the next big outing for me will probably be uh, I wander through Woolies for a bit of entertainment. Well, I think that's what it is. I mean, I saw a saw, saw a meme uh, on Insta or something like that with uh, I can't remember what's what local local um, government area it was, but uh, it basically said twenty twenty, you know, the year the year my willy bin went out more than what I did. <laughs> and it was actually yeah, it was, it was I think it was um, city of Burundara, yeah. I think it was, or I think so. I don't know if it was something that 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 LGA had done, but. Um, I sort of still thought had a little bit of a wry smile on it, but um, I don't know about you, Tom. But you know, you sort of uh, we we both are, uh, follow social media. But when you start um, seeing our our comrades in other states talking about 
going away for holidays and things like that and thinking, geez, we still can't go any further than 5K, it uh, makes you feel a little bit depressed. Well, there's, really that, does. But, 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 oh, there's that, but there's also the fact that you, you need to have um, cash beside you to be able to do that, which is the other issue. Oh, exactly, exactly. And that's where that sits. All right, Lisa, well, that, we've covered a lot in the past uh, 28 minutes almost, so that, that'll, that'll give enough, uh, people enough to play with for the, for the next little while. So thanks for joining me again. Always a pleasure, Tom. Okay, and then uh, we'll uh, catch up in a, in a little while for another uh, another scintillating look at tax matters. Thanks, Tom.